Good job, Whitney. Give it up for Whitney. Uh, so, I, I grew up here in Covington, and when I was a freshman, Ward was a senior. And uh, when you're a freshman, you're always nervous of seniors. And uh, I got in some trouble in school from goofing around. Ward was the type of guy, if you're a freshman, you kind of want him to acknowledge you, though, because that would give you more street cred. <laughs> and uh, one day at uh, lunch, you know, at our lunch, typical pizza, green beans, chocolate milk, prison food. <laughs> and uh, Ward kind of called me out, Swinehart, come over here. You see in the hallway all the time during school, and you know, in class, right there, getting in trouble. He said, Listen, you don't run the school. Freshmen don't run the school. Freshmen run their mouth, but not the school. Seniors run the school. So then I go to where the peasants sit, aka freshmen, and uh, my buddies uh, that I was sitting with, What's more talking to you? Yeah. What'd he say? He said, Don't kick your ass. No, I said in four years, I'm gonna run this school. <laughs> and Ward was a leader, right? He was the captain of the football team, he was in a band, it was awesome, right? He was a leader, he would give you things that would teach you throughout your life. You know, he would always be able to teach you a lesson from whatever he did with you. So, get out of school. I was about 19 or 20, I moved to California. Ward was in California and he was singing with the band and they were doing gigs. And I would go to gigs. And uh, I love going to Ward's gigs. Not only for the music, but because if you went to a Ward Bell gig and you slid on your leather jacket, sprayed on some cologne, you were going to get a phone number too. <laughs> He's going to have all the girls. So, uh, I would go, and he had these gigs, and, and, and the thing is that was amazing to me was they were on Sunset Boulevard, the Viper Room, the Roxy, on Melrose, there was a place called The Gig, right? And that's where the Red Hot Chili Peppers started. And uh, I went to the gig, and in one show in particular, all these people from Covington showed up. It was like, Half of Covington had invaded Hollywood. <laughs> and I was shocked because most of the time, people from Covington don't like to leave Covington. <laughs> Got it pretty safe here. Less likely to get shot in Covington now, right? And uh, I, was, I was just so happy to see all of these familiar faces. And it made me realize how much people love the world. You're willing to travel, get on a plane, fly 3,000 miles to see the band and to see him and to come and see him and watch his career grow. And then we, Ward and I, would talk right after this gig, you know, and uh, he was talking about the end zone, the Covington, and it shows the Covington end zone. And it kind of threw me off a little bit. Because here he is, he's performing at the number one venue, perhaps in the country. 
and he's talking about the Covington end zone. Nothing against the end zone, but it's not that exclusive. <laughs> and they even let people from practice in. Word of strategies. But that conversation with him got me thinking that as much love as all the people from Covington that bought tickets and flew 3,000 miles and six hours of plane travel had for him, he had the equal amount of love, if not more, for them. Because he was making it as a musician not to make it for the Hollywood people. He was making it in Hollywood to make it for the people of Covington, Ohio. This town, this community, he loved this town. He loved this community. And the more success that he had there, the brighter light it brought on this beautiful town. And I'm convinced that's one of the reasons he was passionate and worked so hard. There's a quote that I think represents since my life is my heart, my heart is my life. You hear that in the lyrics? His dad died. That's tough. He wrote about it. He sang about it. Other people who've lost people can listen to that song and relate. And know that it's all about moving forward. Keep on living. Keep on going forward. And Word and I would talk as artists. He called it artist talk. And we would talk sometimes about things that maybe if you weren't a performer, you might understand, but maybe if, if you do perform, you understand it a little more. How when you're on stage and everything's going perfect, you feel like Superman. So Ward's up there, he's killing the crowd, he's Superman. The show's over, you go back to being a regular person. Right? And that can be lonely and tough, you know. And then, um, we had this conversation, and it was the end of the night, and the show was over, and uh, I'm walking back to my car, and I'm on Melrose Boulevard. And I, I have my phone. And the craziest thing happened on that walk back to my car. My phone was heavier, because I had more numbers. <laughs> Thanks, Ward. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you, everybody. I know we all got stories to share, so let's celebrate for a while.